Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Eddie and Matt Outkick Their Coverage. Now we've boxed off the draft, we're going to cut loose a little and bring, out, bring you our thoughts on some other stuff NFL related. It's going to be a challenge not to step on anyone's toes or steal ideas, but we'll try and do our best to be original. So saying that, here we go with a power ranking. Uh, we are looking at defence. Specifically, if we were a new franchise, let's say the Pontefract Punishers, which division would we least like to be put into? because of the defense defenses in that division uh, and to build some manufactured tension we'll be doing it in reverse order hold on to your asses eddie you'd like to go first with your number eight ranked team yeah guys so starting off at number eight my in my opinion the worst divisional defense collectively i picked the nfc south to be the worst defense now the way i did this i was looking at coaching and at defensive talent and obviously what I felt was combined the powers of the whole division. For me, in the NFC South, the best division has got to be the Saints. Uh, they've got two really high-level players on the D-line, Cam Jordan and Sheldon Rankins, and then they've got young Marcus Davenport, who they brought in with the traded up to get him in the not last year's, the, not this year's draft, the year before's, and he's shown flashes of being a really good player, but obviously he needs to develop. Uh, my thoughts on the Panthers are that they had some serious coaching issues. There were quite a few times last season where the defence looked like it had gone home. They gave up quite a lot of big plays and mid games were a lot closer. And when Cam wasn't at his best, the defence wasn't able to do enough. Obviously, they have Luke Keekley there, who's still a very good player. His reading the defence is absolutely amazing, but I don't know if he can physically stop the things that he's seen develop anymore. And then the Falcons have got a couple of good young players on the team. The likes of um, Dion Jordan and uh, uh, Grady Jarrett, who was, who was a decent player, but I don't feel like they have any top tier defenders. You know, they're not in the top ten for the position. A lot of them, and I think that's why I've held this division down a little bit. And again, there's the Buccaneers, who have some big issues with their defense for a long time. The new coaches should help. Todd Bowles, former head coach of the uh, New York Jets, has gone in there. And I think he'll be able to clean up some of the issues. And then the talent they've added, they've added a lot of talent to the secondary, which were the worst part of the, of the defence at one point. And they've brought in uh, a great, a great, great linebacker, in my opinion, in Devon White. He could develop into being an all-pro to replace Quan Alexander. So it's not an amazing step up, but at least they haven't lost anything. And then on the defensive line, obviously they had um, Jason Pierre-Paul, who was injured again. But he's good when he plays. And then obviously Vita Vea is a huge unit in the middle. And he looked like he was starting to pick it up at the end of last season. And then Ndamukong and Sue, they've brought him in. He looks like he could be okay. But the thing is, I don't see the interior pressure being as amazing as certain other teams we'll talk about later on. Which is why I don't feel like their defence is an amazing defence. Same goes for the Falcons. Vic Beasley has times where he plays well, but he's not an amazing edge defender. The secondary is pretty good, but I don't think it's elite. Same goes for the Panthers. They've just got Brian Burns and he could help improve the pass rush, but none of those teams have a great pass, pass rushing ability or secondary play. The Falcons probably have the best secondary, excluding the Saints who have Latimer, who had an amazing first two seasons. Um, they've brought in good young players in the draft um, they've got back to draft again already we're four <laughs> minutes in you're back to the bloody draft already but yeah good, they have brought some good young players in with the players that already have their linebacking core is probably why they're 
not you know bet even better on my list but they're a top 10 to 15 defense with a few very very good players but i wouldn't call any of them elite and most of the other teams have got like for the nfl which is still good but average average yeah. defenses in my opinion okay uh, my eighth ranked division was the nfc east um for me the cowboys are stand out in that division got some excellent linebackers excellent defensive line they've got some up-and-coming and also some veteran uh, defensive backs and I think they it's a team that if I were the we were the Pontiac Punishers we wouldn't want to play but I look at the the Redskins and the Giants they are hot trash yeah no no don't mean that. I'd, I'd tell them I don't think they're gonna be awful next season and I think the Eagles are on a downturn as well so for me the AFC East was the was the eighth ranked team any pushback? Well, I've got my own things where I'll get to with the NFC East when I do get there, but I feel like you sold the Redskins really short. I'll go into details about it. But That's fair. Got, I mean, you've gone you, to cut across you. Sorry, mate. You, you, you've obviously gone through it, like, looked at the players, looked, looked at the coaches, this and the other. I've looked at what they did last season, which is kind of like... It's not going to be exactly the same this year, but it's going to be... I've looked at a couple of seasons gone back. So... It's seen how they've either increased or decreased on their yards they've given up, points they've given up, third down conversions, this, that and the other. I've actually gone into stats on this, which I feel a little bit dirty about. What you've got to look at, though, with the Redskins, I feel, is their offence. Like, if you look at the first half of the season with the stats, the defence were a lot better. Yeah. So the offence was on the pitch. Whereas the offence was off the pitch quite a lot, and I think that's where they fell off a little bit. I think the talent that the Redskins have is quite good. I don't think they're like a top, like a top five defense or anything. I just don't think that the hot trash, as you said. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. We it just shows we've got different opinions about about what we've seen, what we what we've uh, observed. Yeah, like I said, I'll go into detail about my part. But obviously, you probably got some pushback uh, on some of the things I said. Then, if you're on the NSC South, that you found that I would have been a bit out of. I think. I mean. I for me, like you, you went eight. I went seven for AFC, uh, NFC South. So it's not like, not like with that many different opinions. I think I don't think uh, ruining the surprise, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I'll let you uh, you crack on with your your, your, your seventh ranked team. Uh, it's a division, sorry. Yeah, the seventh ranked division, uh, the AFC West. This is surprisingly low on the list, considering that there are three defenses that you think oh they're pretty good. I think the thing that brings this division down the most would like say how I worked it out was. The Raiders, who I feel are a bottom four defense, which drags the rest of the division down. I agree. They've got a really bad, a really bad defense there. The Chiefs have got some excellent players that they've re- recently brought in. They've got Frank Clark, who's going to be amazing, and they've got Honey Badger at safety. Yep. And then a player who they already had there is Chris Jones. So that's three really, really elite players, or there could be elite players there on the team. But then the rest of the team, in my opinion nowhere near up to that standard they've got some of the young players coming. I think they've got Emmanuel Ogba from the Browns I do believe but he didn't do a great deal for the Browns but he might be able to do a little bit more here I don't feel like the Chiefs coaching took advantage of what uh, you know of well they did sorry they did take advantage of what the Chiefs could do last season but I think people will have noticed what they were doing and as you saw as the season got went on the defence didn't have as much success and I think leading into this year unless something changes up it'll go a bit awry. I know they've got a new coach, so again, with the players that they've got, we'll have to see what he wants to do, but I, I don't think that they've got enough depth or enough talent across the board. Um, the Broncos have got a new head coach, 
and probably a top five defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio is going to come in there and he's going to just I think he's going to kick them all up the rear end and make them a lot better he just had Khalil Mack who's arguably a top two pass rusher in the league and then now he's got Von Miller who's arguably a top two passer in the league across from him they've got Bradley Chubb who's probably a top 15 uh, edge defender had a really good rookie season then at corner they've got Chris Harris arguably uh, a <laughs> top five and you had these guys at seven yeah, this division yeah, at seven, did we? This division at seven. Then Kareem Jackson uh, is he's like another one from the Texans had a good season last season. And Bryce Callahan, who again had a, a play at slot corner for the Bears last season under Vic Fangio, played really well. I think the Broncos are the best team in the division by far with the talent, with the coaching. Um, my uh, take on, like, like as you say, is that the Chiefs have only got three very good players I think they're going to be giving up a lot of points again yep. I think the Raiders are so bad it's bringing it down and then the next team the Chargers is probably the second best team in the defence on the defensive side I think adding Tillery helped them a lot with the D-line Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram if Joey Bosa can stay fit that's a dynamic effective team yep. adding Adderley to help Derwin James that's effective but then you've got to think obviously there's Brandon Meebane at nose tackle he's pretty good you've got a decent um, cornerback in Desmond King Casey Hayward if he can stay fit but then again you've got to think can these players stay fit they did also get a linebacker in uh, Thomas Davis who's getting a bit old now yep. I'm not sure I'll be able to bring much the middle of the field linebacking corps that's the main you know the main place where I think it's a bit of an issue there the corners they've got one half decent corner they've got one good safety and then they've, again they've probably got four good players like a couple of them are elite but then with the injury concerns, as I mentioned, yeah, that's why I, ca- I kind of low-balled them a little bit. And it, like I say, it is a bit surprising. But then on the flip side of this, obviously this could be a spoiler, they've probably got the best offence. I'd have to look through it all, but they've probably got the best offence in the di- like, di- division-wise. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that's, that's got... Mm, we'll go into it yeah. at a later date. But yeah, the like, Mahomes, Rivers... Um, then you've got Flacco who's going to a, a place where it's probably suited to his game yep. and then Raiders have just improved their offence I think they're going to have a good offence next year we're talking about defence sorry get excited okay. is that your, uh, your yeah that's done okay. as I uh, may have let the rabbit out of the hat a little bit earlier on my, uh, my, my seventh ranked team was the NFC South as I mentioned the Bucks have got a new coach and also a new defensive coordinator uh, he's just come off four years at, uh, at being a head coach at the Jets where they were stout against a run uh, but NFC and the, but the NFC South has, has some fantastic quarterbacks, so he's going to have to up his uh, up his game in that department. He's going to have to come with some decent pass defense teams. Um, with the experience of Levante David and Devante uh, Harris, they lack heavy. Uh, they've got sorry, they have experience with um, Levante Davis and Devante Harris. They lack heavy hitters, but and the big question mark over the, the I can't say his first name, so I'll just say the boy named Sue. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the, they've got an unfortunate loss with JPP um, he looks like he's going to be out for the season after that car crash um, I think it could be a long season for the Bucks defensively uh, then the Falcons Dan Quinn the head coach is on the hot seat after building a really good defence over two seasons last year he got absolutely ravaged by injury and if he has the same sort of look this season the Falcons are, are looking bang in trouble can't believe you got that division so low <laughs> uh, Panthers good mixture of youth and experience Obviously led by Luke Kuechly, uh, he's the heartbeat of that defence. It'd be interesting to see how, how Bruce Irvine settles in next to him. And then they've got um, 
the DC Eric Washington, it's only his second season. I know you said that they had a bit of a bit of sticky go last year. It's only his second go in the job, and he was, he was the offensive line, sorry, defensive line coach for like four years for him. Uh, so this is this is his sophomore season as the defensive coordinator. So so hopefully he'll be able to uh, build on what he learned from last year and have a little bit more experience and there'll be a little bit better defense. I'm only you know I'm being hopeful for the Panthers fan. They'll be a little more experienced. Um, I hope not. <laughs> uh, and the Saints gave up the fourth most passing yards in the league in 2018 and that's I mean uh, but only second in the run so they, they, gave, they gave up so many passing yards but so few rushing yards and again that's probably something to do with being the, being the NFC South with it being a pass first division um, yeah but uh, everything else they're just about league, league average I think like, say, like you said there about that the Saints I honestly believe the best best defence in that division but when you've only got one person in your secondary who's been playing Marshall Lattimore, you're not going to throw a ball towards him, mate. No. But that against the run, that D line absolutely more than so Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at, like, say, you look at league um, in that division, pass, pass, pass. Obviously, we've got a rusher in Cam Newton, but it is mainly passing. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought they were good. Oh, sure, uh, Okay, do you want to move to your uh, sixth ranked team? Yeah, my sixth ranked team in my team, my sixth ranked division is the NFC West. The NFC West. Um, now, the Cardinals and Seahawks and the Rams all have at least one player who is a top five player at his position. The Cards have two in Chandler Jones and in Pat P. Uh, the Seahawks have Bobby Wagner and the Rams have the best defender in football in Aaron Donalds. Now, the main problem um, that the other team, the San Francisco 49ers have, is they have DeForest Buckner, who's definitely a top ten tackle, but it's become a premium position with a lot of good players at the minute. But then the rest of it is they're hoping Quan Alexander who they've just picked up is going to be a good player he's an injury risk he's been injured quite a lot but when he's played he's played well they're hoping D Ford can maintain his form he had a good form last season but he's been erratic in the past and then Nick Nick Bosa is an injury concern and he's a rookie so when you look at all those players they could like if they all hit there could be a top 10 defence the 49ers but it's a lot of potential, a lot of what ifs. Yeah, a lot of ifs, yeah. I think coaching at the Rams is excellent with Wade Phillips. I think what he did in the Super Bowl still stands out now. With some decent players, he's got Aqib Tlaib and he's got Marcus Peters and Eric Weddle now at the back end. You're hoping, well, they're hoping, Eric Weddle's going to be able to control Peters, you know, read what's happening. Aqib Tlaib, mentally, he's got it all. Physically, it's probably tailing off somewhat. He's still a good player, but he's never going to be able to do what he did in his prime. No. And like I say, if Marshall, if Weddle, uh, Weddle Marshall's Peter, they could be pretty good. Now the cards are going to be missing Pat P for six games, and the rest of the secondary isn't anywhere near as good as him. Jones is aging, but still effective. I'm not sure there's enough there, um, or the coaching is going to be good enough to make him a high-end defense. And the Seahawks, um, they're going to be coached up to almost perfection. They're probably one of the second best, third best coach defense there is. You look at all players that they keep losing. They lost Frank Clark, and they went and got Siggy Answer. That it was an injury risk, but I wouldn't be surprised. Very good season. They're going to be well coached. Bobby Wagner's going to play well. The secondary played really well last season. It's just down to fantastic coaching. But like I say, there's a talent disparity with the Seahawks. There's a talent disparity with every other team I could probably interchange the AFC and NFC West if I wanted but I think the main thing is the elite elite players on some of these teams uh, could 
could swing it. I think you, you put these Ds against the other the divisions Ds. It, it it's a it's a toss up. It is really a coin flip. I'm probably I'm probably doubting myself now. I probably should have put these lower than the AFC. Thinking about it now, but like you say, you look at I've looked at the coaching in this division and the Seahawks and the Rams coaching is brilliant. You know, top five. Yeah. And then you look at the Cardinals talent that they've got. They've got Vance Joseph, who was former coordinator of the Broncos when they were at the best. So I'm kind of hedging this division on the coaching as opposed to the overall talent, which maybe seems unfair, but in my opinion, it's necessary to look at coaching the league. You look at what Bill Belichick's done with most of the times a talent disparity. So I think that's where I went to. So. Also, Bill, Bill Belichick with about three coaches on, on roster as well, and it? it looks like he's got no staff at all. Need him when you're a robot, do you? No, I've got zero pushback on your number six ranked team because I also have surprised the NFC West. <laughs> uh, I'm going to probably echo a lot of stuff you said. Um, Cards have Pat Pete out for for six games. They've got seven year, seventeen year veteran Terrell. So he's, I've got I, I've got socks all of them now. Forgot about socks. Yeah, um, he's going to be the leader of that uh, of a bang average defense. The only hope they have here is if Vance Joseph can cobble them together and make them into players a unit. Because, like I said, they've got very few elite players or very few good players. So, if you can play them, get them playing as a, as a unit, I think they might stand a chance, but it's a big if. Um, 49ers are a bit some pieces defence for me. They've got a few studs, like, like I said, Nick Bosa, if he can stay healthy. DeForest Butner and Quan Alexander should be okay. A defensive quarter and a Robert Seller um, is not related to Mo. Uh, he had them go in the right direction in 2017, but they took a big back step in 2018, mainly due to the offensive offense not being able to maintain long drives. Um, but if you can get them on the right track again in 2019, I think the 49ers are going to cause some offensive coordinates, some sleepless nights. Um, okay, uh, Seattle Seahawks. They said lost Frank Clark. L. Thomas has gone uh, in the off season. There, the, 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 that was a leading sack getter and also the leading interception guy. Uh, from 2018 still dangerous at linebacker with KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner sorry just to pop in and when you think about that when did Earl Thomas go out for injured for the rest of the season and he was still the interception leader yeah it's, that's tremendous yeah. sorry <laughs> it's alright mate uh, where are we uh, they picked up Ziggy Ansah um, but he's not as big a threat defensively as they, as they once were I don't think um, they've got a new de- defensive coordinator in Ken Norton Jr I can remember Ken Norton Jr playing for the line, uh, as a linebacker for the, the, the Cowboys back in the 90s he was amazing. I thought he was a wrestler. <laughs> no, he played for the Cowboys and the 49ers. He were, he were great. Um, I know who he is. He won the TV show called America's Game and he wore a cowboy. So he was doing his interview and it was brilliant. <laughs> no, premium linebacker in the 90s. Uh, he, served, he served before as the Seattle linebackers, uh, the positional coach for the linebackers backers for five seasons. Um, so he knows what Pete Carroll expects uh, and has de- his defensive quarter experience as well from uh, a couple of years in, in Oakland. Probably not the best experience he could have had, but um, yeah, they're, they're probably at best a mild concern team. I'd be slightly worried about them rather than being breaking my pants over them. Uh, Rams, Wade Phillips, he's still a defensive coordinator. Uh, if you gave him a, a pack of 11 Lego minifigures, he'd still cobble together a decent defence. Um, the only real defensive threat in the division, I think, is probably the Rams. Anything from that? Um, I'd just like to point out when I was referring to the defensive coaching it was mainly Pete Carroll I was talking about yeah. obviously what he's done as um, a head coach he's mainly been focused on defence yeah. and that's where his talent lies but I'd 
like Ken Norton, I wasn't really aiming at <laughs> being a top <laughs> defensive coordinator. I just feel like Pete Carroll oversees a lot of things, and I think he has, similar to Mike Zimmer, more input into the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball, just due to experience and ability. And the good thing about about Norton Junior is he's got the experience. He also you, you learn from from Carroll, so I think they'll work well together. Yeah. Okay, um, where are we now? Number five, is it? Yep, number five. I went with the NFC East. Uh, another shocker here, as I think the the division has some real talent. I'm surprised I'm this low. I'm even more surprised that you had them this low. But I'm obviously sorry, I just, I just saw puking a cup, mate. Yeah, um, on the defensive side of the ball, I think the big disparity in this division is that the coaching and talent, the unproven talent on the Giants, has left them as the worst defense in the NFL. Um, James Betch is the defensive coordinator. I, I don't know enough about him to like, you know, insult his past achievements, but there weren't a lot of achievements last year. I know they ended up with Alec Ogletree, but he was poor last season. The secondary wasn't great. The, the defensive line wasn't amazing. They just they really dragged this division down by being as poor as they are and I think if the rookies perform it could completely turn it around however the Cowboys as you mentioned have the most defensive talent in a somewhat you know barren division decent division in my opinion <laughs> that D-line uh, is excellent it's one of the best D-lines in football there's a lot of talent on it um, like it's not it's this, it's not just the players that are on it, obviously. It's the depth that they have on it. I know they just lost... Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He wanted to be able to use marijuana to you know, heal himself and obviously the league. In there, however way you see it, it's not allowed. Uh, but he had a lot of potential. But then there's Taco Charlton, who's all right. He's a pretty decent player. And then, obviously, there's Tank Lawrence, who's a tremendous player. They've signed him to a new deal. Yep. But it's the depth. It's the same on both lines. They've got depth on both lines. And, obviously, with that, coupled with probably the best pairing of linebackers in the league, arguably, with um, Jalen Smith and Mr. Fanty Pants. I can't remember. Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah, Leighton Van Der Esch. I lost Boys his name there. then. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, both absolute quality linebackers. They had a great season last season playing together. Jalen Smith can stay healthy, they, you know, it could get even better. And then you look at the back end where they've got Byron Jones, who had an excellent season last season, and he could be seen as a top top five at his position. Absolutely excellent. So their defence, along with the coaching, because look at coaching last season, how well they did. Were fantastic, weren't they? So you can't really you can't really knock them. I think they were definitely a top three defence in the league and potential to be this year. Uh, the Eagles are another team with a deep D-line. Again, it's their D-line that's where the talent is. Obviously, yep. you've got Brandon Graham, who's a tremendous player. You've got Fletch Cox, who's top three in his position. And then there's the depth that you've got behind, obviously, with Jurgensen, Barnett's coming back. There's there's a lot of talent there. But then the issue with them is you've got Malcolm Jenkins at safety, but who else is there? Which, saying it like that, it seems, oh, well, how, how come you've got this division as high as you have? You look at the coaching by Jim Swartz on that back end last season when they were down to the bare bones with that corner glass. They played some tremendous football and the way he, he set up the scheme and how he had people playing were tremendous. I thought the Eagles coaching the defence last season were just absolutely brilliant by the back end of it. And I think if he can come like keep doing that with his coaching, if he can keep 
using that type of zone scheme, then you could improve these players. Because you're going to get better year on year the more you play. So I think that helped them jump up a little bit. And then the Redskins, I think, of an above average defence. You think Montez Sweat's coming as a rookie. He looks like he could be amazing. Ryan Kerrigan, quality linebacker. Deron Payne, absolute monster. Jonathan Allen, along, Deron, along with Deron Payne at middle, absolute monster. Josh Norman, although he's a zone player, he's still probably a top 20 corner in the league, which is pretty decent. And then obviously the Brighton strong safety, Landon Collins, who a bit overpaid, but he can do a job, as you know. And then with all this talent, there should be lights out. The issue is, like, coverage, because if there's an elite, elite receiver, um, Josh Norman isn't going to stay with that player. He plays his own scheme. You need a guy who can stay with this elite receiver because he's. I don't think Collins is good enough in coverage to be able to help that. It's looking at NFC East, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> passing's not great there. That's that's the big issue. And then like man-to-man coverage is just so poor, which is what drops them down a little bit. And the coaching can be a little bit. Uh, right, Munoski can sometimes have them playing fantastic lights out football like at the beginning of the season and then there's other times where it's like what the hell's going on but yeah the main issue with this division is the Giants just drop it down quite a lot anything you want to no no, no we've you... already had this out we, we, so. have, we have but yeah I've missed a few teeth now right uh, <laughs> it's my, my, my fifth ranked team of the AFC East Sorry, sorry, mate. Um, okay, um, Dolphins, the 29th. Oh, I know I'm surprised over that eye as well. 29th overall defence in 2018, and don't expect them to get any better. Um, the Jets. We scored 42 points against them. <laughs> yeah. The Jets have got a new head coach, Adam Gase, who came from the Dolphins. Uh, They've improved the pieces over the offseason slightly, but again, I'm not expecting them to set the league on fire or put it out as the defensive job is. Uh, new England. Only team outside of the top 12 in 2018's defences that gave up under 21 points per game. Um, and they also managed to hold the, uh, win the Super Bowl by holding the uh, all-conquering Ali Rams, who averaged 33 points in the regular season, to just three points on a field goal. Um, they, they drag... If it hadn't been for... Well, to, to be fair, the, the Bills, very stingy defensively. Third best defence in the league last season, Bills. Well, yards-wise, points... Well, yards-wise, they were the, the second tightest defence um, I can't remember the stats off the top of my head but I think it was less than sort of like 1400 rushing no maybe less than maybe 1200 rushing yards they had against them and less than 3000 passing yards they're tremendous I mean, last year people don't realise how good that defence was yeah a lot of people slept on them that's why they. I mean if it hadn't been for, the, for New England being New England and the Bills being so great last season and having the players they've got and also adding players that they picked up in the draft back to the draft um, they would have been probably ninth. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, you got any pushback on that? No, I, I'm. Spoiler alert: the next team I'm talking about is the AFC. The next division, sorry, is the AFC. So this, East. this is your fourth ranked team, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. fourth ranked team's AFC East. Um, a lot of the points you just made, uh, I really agree with. The Patriots, they have next level coaching. I looked at coaching for all these teams, and there's one team on here that has better coaching than everybody, and the like two steps ahead of everybody else as you mentioned about the Super Bowl they kept the Rams to three points yep. the Rams against the Vikings who had a top three defence in the previous two seasons scored like 30 odd points against them and then this guy kept him to three points that's tremendous it's just it's, un- it's unworldly isn't it yep and it's one of the best defensive displays in a Super Bowl ever and I think out of the Belichick's probably four out of like 
10 of the best defensive displays in the Super Bowl. Yep. He was just tremendous. Uh, they did lose Trey Flowers, who were the second best defender on the team after Stefan Gilmore. And I think Stefan Gilmore's a top five corner, maybe top three in the league. He absolutely locks down one half of the field. He's the guy who can... What the Patriots do, I've noticed, is Stefan Gilmore doesn't take on the best defender. Best uh, receiver, sorry. He takes on the second best receiver and then the two other corners stay with the best man, which is genius. Why doesn't nobody else think of it? Because he's Bill Belichick. But then... I was th- well, now we're looking through the roster and then you've got like Patrick Chung Dante Hightower Jamie Collins Michael Bennett JC Jackson Calvin Noy Danny Shelton and Chase Winovich that's a lot of names you go oh I know that guy I know that yeah. guy and some of them have gone to other places and maybe not performed so well but they're going to go back to somewhere where they understand the culture they understand how you play and the rookies that, like Chase Winovich I think is going to be a tremendous pickup for him I think he's going to be able to do a lot of things in that defence which Bill Pelichek is going to want him to do it's a great mixture of older veterans and younger players and then you, you mix that like talent with the coaching it's great they're going to be great again most likely the other teams in the division obviously there's the Jets they've got probably best middle defensive line pair in the league now with Leonard Williams and Quinn and Williams and then they've got CJ Mosley patrolling behind them and then behind him, they've got Jamal Adams. So in the middle of that field... They've got a decent spine. Yeah, yeah. that middle of that field's absolutely solid. Then when you start to worry is, where are your corners? Where's your outside pass rush? The only real outside pass rush they're going to have is Henry Anderson and Ja'Kai Polite. Neither are seen as like a top-level talent. Um, we're coaching, maybe they can get a little bit better. Greg Williams is going to be coaching. He's not a bad coach. He's a psychopath. But... It's not awful. He could allegedly, allegedly a psychopath. Allegedly, yeah. Undiagnosed. Unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they've got talent there, but and decent coaching. But again, this makes them a little bit average. But because they've got those four elite players, it adds a lot to the team. And then obviously the next team, the Dolphins, have major talent in Xavier Howard. Another amazing cornerback. He's been brilliant for him. He's been lights out. And then they've got another good DB, Minka Fitzpatrick, who can play anywhere at the back end, which is brilliant for incoming head coach Brian Flores, who had great success with Patriots D last year. And you think of what Matt Patricia gave up in this Super Bowl against the, the Eagles, compare that to what Flores oh, gave up, then yeah. he, he's going to be bringing some fire. But then that's all there is. Dolphins are the worst team in that division, but I think, again, the coaching... And then the talent that they do have could help them, you know, move up. They did bring in it's going to Christian take more Wilkins. It's take more than one off-season for him to turn that pile Definitely. of rubbish around, though, isn't it? He's going to have to get some more players in. But they're clearly the worst team in the division. But then the next team, the Buffalo Bills, are just a great up-and-coming defence. This is this is, team's just crazy. Ed Oliver, who they've brought in, he could be a generational talent. I obviously love him. The, t- the defence were top three last year. You know, with total um, offense, and which no one is talking about, and they should be. Uh, they've had great coaching from Brian McDermott and Leslie Frazier, former Viking. Yeah, won't impress you what he did to us, no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds was a rookie who they picked up in the first round last year, and if you watch him, he improved game on game. But I think he could end up being a you know a Pro Bowl or an All Pro. Jerry Hughes had a great year. Star Lotelelis there. Harrison Phillips is there. Um, they all played pretty well last season. Matt Milano alongside Edmonds is making it look like a, a dynamic pairing in the middle of middle of the defence. 
The Bills draft was savvy enough to add more depth to these positions with Oshan Joseph coming in. Tredavious White was great at corner last year. And like Levi Wallace, Micah Hyde and Lorenzo Alexander all had really good years. If they can continue that, it could be a special defence. And it's still not the best defence in the division, which is why I've got them as high up as I have. I think there's just so much talent and so much you've seen already on, you know, on the telly box. On the magic pictures. On the moving pictures. <laughs> cool. Right, that was your forefront team, yeah? You done with that? Excellent. Okay, my forefront team was the AFC West. Uh, Chiefs, they, they, they've improved in the off-season, uh, but that isn't saying a hell of a lot after what they achieved last season. Um, they might have been great on offence, but they were as good as they were on offence, they were just as bad on defence. I mean, I think was it that they were ranked sort of something at least outside the top 25 on every single stat. But that what I will say, sorry to interrupt. No, no, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mention it when I was talking about mine, but if, if you look at them, so we lost D Ford, but we got Frank Clark. Yeah. We lost Justin Houston, we didn't get anything. We lost Eric Berry, we got Oni Badger. Um, but so we've we've lost one piece on his defence who helps us to have that fast get to the quarterback turn the ball over play which is what Deford and Houston were there for you've lost one part of that but obviously we've got a player in who's regarded as better there's that defence for me is definitely worse than last year yeah. just on talent even though Eric Berry missed a lot of last season it, it, I think fit comparing him with Bunny Badge there is similar similar ability sorry no 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 it's fine okay uh, the next uh, I won the AFC West at the Raiders. Um, they restart defensively, but shouldn't cause anyone any headaches. Um, I just, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that head shake. Just, just, just. Uh, Chargers, good defense. I think they've got better. I don't think uh, that's what dragged this the AFC. I know you had them quite a little bit. That's what dragged the AFC West up. was for how good I think the Chargers are going to be defensively next season, but also. Uh, the Broncos getting back Vic Fangio. I mean, he's going to have that. That defense is going to be fizzing in 2019, and I don't fancy anyone taking it on. Uh, don't drop. I don't want to play them. I don't even want to play them as a. In, we're playing them next year. Oh. Yeah, we play against the AFC West. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's fine because we're going to we're going to probably tear get wins from from Chiefs and Raiders. No drama, but I think you, you hope. <laughs> Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is throwing ball against you. It's, it's a bit different. Isn't it? Yeah, he's not Jared Goff though. No. <laughs> yeah, play. but the, the, the AFC West is my number four ranked team. Ed, do you want to go to your third ranked team? Just to bob on yours. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. And I just enjoy sticking my nose in. Yeah, that's fine. We want, with regards to Raiders, I do think there's opportunity for them to improve year upon year. It's just a young defense. I think they can get better. Like you said, with Chargers, they've got a lot of talent. I just think there's a lot of talent missing in the middle. Yep. I think they're going to have to rely on defensive line, safety area maybe a little bit corner but Desmond King's not consistently been great do you know what I mean so yeah. that's my only thing with him no that's fine um, the next division I went with and it was closest between AFC East and these guys it's the AFC North the Super Bowl Browns um, <laughs> loaded up the defence with stars and they've got a new coach who's you know he's done well in the past um, the D-line consists of Miles Garrett Sheldon Richardson and Olivier Vernon You've heard of every one of those players. In my opinion, Sheldon Richardson had a good season last season. It wasn't great, but he had a good season last season. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett is could be a generational talent, depending on how he improves year upon year. Yep. Olivier Vernon were good for the Giants for a while. 
And then you look at the corners, Agreedy Williams and Denzel Worf, both potentially Pro Bowl players for years to come. Greedy dropped a lot in the draft. Denzel Ward were fourth pick in the last year's draft. They had a really good start to the season, really fast, just like Williams. There's a lot of speed on that back end. Um, they are lacking a bit at safety, and unless that, like with that D line, if they can get that pressure and force um, quarterbacks to just get the ball out, launch the ball, those two guys could really feed off it. But I don't think they've got enough talent at safety and linebacker to, you know completely shut out people I think they could have the odd issue against some runs just because that part of the pitch but I think against the pass they're going to be very impressive uh, the Steelers and the Ravens are both speckled the talent in various areas but the main constant with both of them is great defensive coaching they all seem to be really well coached Steelers have hopefully replaced Ryan Shazier with Devin Bush to add that little bit to the, the middle of the defence Hopefully, for their sake, he can do well. Uh, they've got TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Stefan Jewett, Joe Hayden, and they've drafted Justin Lane as Mark Barron and Bud Dupree there. Both get a bit of stick sometimes, but they can all do a job. So that's pretty good you know, talent yeah. on a defence that adds good coaching. The Ravens have an excellent secondary, and they improved it by signing Neil Thomas. Um, along with Jimmy Smith and then Tony Jefferson, Mecky, one of the league's best, you know, best secondaries easily uh, the D-line is built mainly on size they like having big guys in there they did lose Terrell Suggs but they added Jalen Ferguson who I think could be a sack master for him to replace him and the the next team in the division the worst team in my opinion are the Bengals the coaching is a little bit unknown at the minute and they don't like they do have some decent talent there but I'm just not sold on it all Carlos Dunlap's good Geno Atkins is very good so that's two on the D-line who are great Jesse Bates and William Jackson had great seasons last season in secondary. Uh, but, you know, overall, the talent's a bit lower than everyone else's. It's a decent standard, but it just tails off the division a little bit, I think. Cool. Right. Um, surprisingly enough, my third-ranked team is also the AC North. Oh, dear. Um, no, I, I, I agree with everything you said there, pretty much, mate. Um, looking back at last season, uh, Raven Steelers were both top ten defences in... Yards per game, um, points averaged against them, uh, turnovers, third down conversion, they were all top 10. Um, the Browns and Bengals were 30th and 32nd in all those, in, in those respectively. But for me, the Browns will get better this season, which is why I've bumped them up to three. Um, the Bengals, like you say, it's an unknown coaching entity. Uh, it's going to be. I'd be surprised to find out what they can do. Like I said, they've got some start, they've got some decent players speckled here and there. It's just the case of whether they can play together well. <laughs> Last season, anything to go by? No, no, they can't. Um, but yeah, got, got to give a bit of um, a knock at the losing the quarterback as well. So obviously, they were off pitch, on pitch a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that never helps. It always makes the defense look worse than it is if they, they throw on the pitch all the time. They don't get enough credit for stuff like that. The defense when they're not pitched so much, they don't need to be on. You want your team to be having 50-50 possession, don't you? That's what you want. Yeah. But if you, if, you, if your offense isn't on the pitch, your defense isn't, your defense struggles. Defensive stats look worse, obviously, when the more they're on the pitch. And if they're on the, even, if, even out of 60 minutes, if it's 35 minutes they're on the, the pitch, it's still it's five minutes more than they should be, easily. Yes. Um, yeah, I know what you're marking to the AFC North. So uh, we'll move on to our, our number two guys, the guys that just missed... 
the number one slot, Eddie? Yeah, for me, it was the AC South. Uh, the main home for talent in this division is situated in Jacksonville, Florida. The Jags have a ridiculous amount of talent all across the team. From a talent standpoint, they're just unbelievable. So you've got Yannick Ngokwe, tremendous D-line player. Calais Campbell, monster. Mar- uh, Marcel Darius, tremendous. Then they got to draft Josh Allen, who yep. again is looking like he could be amazing. Miles Jack, fantastic linebacker. At back end, they got Ronnie Harrison, a safety who they picked up at the end of last season. AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey, also in secondary, both tremendous talents. Jalen Ramsey is highly regarded as the best corner in the league. He's definitely up there in the top three. Coaching's been pretty decent with all that talent, but for me, they should be a little bit better with having that much talent, if you get me. like, There's a lot of elite players on that team. And I, I know with the offence being poor, as we've yeah, already mentioned... Yeah, the curse of the Dungas last season, Bridget Miller pitched too much. But it's just, sometimes I think they, they could be doing a little bit more than they are doing if they had a better scheme or better play calls on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Now, the Texans have got good to decent coaching. Bill O'Brien were a defensive coach when they did a good job with Fort Patriots at times. And he's got some serious talent on his team. JJ Watts, arguably an all time defensive end. Yep. Judavian Clown is a top 10 defensive end. And then you do have DJ Reader, who's a big guy. He looks tremendous. Whitney Merciless, a guy who I'd completely forget about until you told me about it. He's a game wrecker <laughs> at times. But to be, the to lack be fair, of stars. He was out last the... season only, so that's pretty well on your radar. Yeah, I assumed he'd retired. <laughs> in the middle of this, and then in the secondary, there's a little bit one in this team. Like There's a bit of a gap, and you think you need to plug some players there. I think young, I think it's young Justin Reed, safety, and a good, a good um, rookie season, played pretty well. But other than that, there's not a lot more to hang out on. The Colts have built a good team. Um, it's a team first unit. You know, the coaching has enabled everyone to help each other. They do shine. Marcus Hunt's been an excellent player from a really good last season. The re-signing this year. Danico Autry looked good this season. Played at a high level. And Jabal Shade, again, another player, played pretty well. The linebacking courts is probably the strongest point in this team. Yep. Darius Leonard, an all-pro last season as a rookie. Absolutely tremendous like, play. All over the pitch, top tackling league last season, had a few sacks as well. Yep. He's joined by Bobby Okariki, another high effort player who's probably going to bring something similar to the team. They picked up Ben Banagu to help with that edge play. A lot of potential there for him to get better. But they also brought in Justin Houston from the Chiefs. They ended up letting him go and he still could have some gas in the tank. He could be that guy who's going to get these sacks that they want him to. The secondary is the poorest area, but it's still got players like Millie Cooker, who's really good when he's healthy, but it's when he's healthy. Rocky Sin could be a really good player here. Just have to see if he develops. Now, the next team in the division are the Titans, and they've got some really good young talent there and some decent older talent. They have some wily veterans in Cameron Wake and Malcolm Butler, who used to play for the Patriots. And then observing like the overall talent, there's potential to be a great defence um, I don't think they're a top 10 defence at minute and I don't think they've got any top 10 players except for Kevin Bayard who I think is a top 10 safety he had a really good season but picking up the likes of Jeffrey Simmons this season Harold Landry the season before and then there's Kenny Vicaro who all have injury issues in the past that's something I'd worry about 
They do have Jarrell Casey as a good player, Logan Ryan, Rashawn Evans. They all had decent seasons, all got room for growth. So overall, they have a blend of you know good defensive coaching and potentially really good players. And if they can put it together, it's going to boost the division. I think basically that that division is all four teams are good, and it's why they're so high on my list. As opposed to yeah. other ones where there seem to be one team that really let them down, yeah. or two teams. Yeah, that one's pretty solid straight through. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll agree with all that, and uh, I'll give my uh, my feedback on that in a little while. Uh, I'll go my my number two rank, my two ranked uh, division, number two ranked division even was the NFC North. Boo! I know, I know. Okay. Reason being why they weren't the number one team, were number one division, uh, is the the Packers. I know we're Vikings fans. I know we're supposed to rank rag on the Packers, but. It only looks like they look like the only target in the division. I haven't. I don't agree with this. No? So okay. at least this will stop it from seeming so one-sided. Because yeah, I will obviously give an opinion on this. Okay, this might shock you. Uh, Bears, Vikings, Lions are all average or better. Defense stats-wise, we're all average or better in every sort of department of the defensive stats. Um, yeah, and at least. In, at least two of them took up a ten, uh, were a number ten, a top ten team, for every single stat as well. Um, so that's like pass yards per game, rushing yards against per game, points against per game, total yards against per game. Uh, it just, yeah, they, um, they. Everyone knows about the Bears. They they haven't. They average something like I think it was seven. Their their, their points against were like seventeen points a game. I'd just like to interject this point out they did have two, three teams in the division that had offensive lines like revolving doors as well that's quite right <laughs> but I mean, fingers crossed that I might have changed a little bit this season for Hopefully. one of those teams well all of them yes yeah. they are the barriers for us yeah um, but yeah that's the reason why I put the, Vic- the Vikings the NFC North in at number two just because of that I think the Packers yeah I think their best sort of position for anything was 18th out of 32 teams which is below average Ed do you want to give your kickback or do you want to go straight into your number one ranked well my team? number one is basically my kickback so I can go straight into yeah, it give me it. in my opinion the number one division is so I'll go through the divisions in 8th place I had the NFC South 7th yep. place I had the AFC West in 6th place I had the NFC West they could be interchangeable as I did mention 5th I had the NFC East which were held down by the Giants as I mentioned Fourth, I had the ASC East, which obviously had the Patriots and the Bills were thought were really good. Uh, in third, the ASC North, just an overall decent division. Then I had the ASC South, which, as I mentioned earlier, I think every team's solid in that division, solid to good. So obviously, number one, the NFC North, in my opinion, has the best collection of talent in the league. Now, straight off, off the bat, looking at the division, you've got to think, top five defences in the league personal opinion for me here you've got this isn't in any order you've got the Jags the Bears the Cowboys the now the Broncos and the Vikings so that's five of your top defence in the league yep. two of those are in the NFC North yep. that could be enough for me to warrant putting them in as the number one defence uh, defensive rankings that's not why I've done it I do believe it's the best collection of talent in the league the worst defence in the league in my opinion is the Detroit Lions but that doesn't mean they're a bad defence. I think they're a good defence. You watch what they did against the Rams. You've seen what Matt Patricia's trying to build. He's obviously a great defensive coach. 
on the team. They have Snacks Harrison who they brought in. I thought he was a savvy pick up. Sean Robinson had a good first, uh, good first season under Matt Patricia. Bringing Trey Flowers in has made the D line much more formidable. Um, it's not a great linebacking court, but they've got high ups for Jelani Tavai and Trey Lamar, who they brought in in the draft. The secondary has that uh, Amani Oruarie, who they've brought in. They're hoping he's going to build into something, you know, with the right coaching. And then the best player in the secondary, and his player I really like, is Darius Slay. Very good player. He could have a big year, needs to have a big year. With this D-line forcing the errors, it could be great. Now, the Packers, I feel like, because you focused mainly on last year, which I don't blame you for, because where are you going to pick up your information? Yeah, can't look at next year, can I? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but from, from my, from my, I'm, this is about projection as much as anything else for me, and I feel like they've got excellent secondary. It's young, but it's high potential. Jair Alexander played really well. Josh Jackson played well at times. Darnell Savage looks like he could drop in to be pretty good. Kevin King's, you know, a good player, played pretty well. They picked up free agent Adrian Amos from the Bears, took him from the Bears, so they made one team weaker, they made their team stronger. Um, he's had some big games last season. Um, already on the team with Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels, both proven that they could be good players on the defensive line, but they need to take the next step this season. Then both outside linebackers, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith, add that pass rush from the outside that they've not had very often. So this, these two could be a big pickup, and I really think that they've got some really good options here now on the defense. Mike Pettens in his second year is going to be able to improve upon what he already had. He's got much deeper talent pool. The pitch up with Sean Gary, who I'm not sold on him, but there's a lot of potential there for Mike Petten to make him better. And I think if they can, if they have show any growth whatsoever, and they can use these pieces, they could end up being a top ten defense next year which will probably put the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions could be all the top 15 defences, in my personal opinion. Mainly coaching for the Lions, and obviously the key pieces that they have. I think the Packers have picked up plenty of pieces, which could be, again, it's all potential. I feel like they could be improved. And then, like I say, you have the Chicago Bears, and they have got some ridiculous talent on the roster. Even after losing Amos, they ended up picking Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, who was at the Packers, but went to the Redskins last season. Um, they did lose standout slot corner Bryce Callahan to the to the Broncos, but the biggest loss is another guy who went to the Broncos, which is Vic Fangio, the yeah. new head coach. I think that's going to hurt them a lot. But the team was the number one defense last season, and there's plenty of talent left to repeat. Leonard Floyd's there, Roquan Smith's there, Danny Trevathan's there, Eddie Goldman's there, Akeem Hicks, Kyle Fuller, Prince of Mukamara. And then they're all very good players. And then you've got Khalil Mack, arguably best edged player in the league, top two at least. And Eddie Jackson, uh, apparently best safety league, <laughs> number uh, <laughs> top three definitely. He was probably one of the best last season. So you know that's that's a tremendous amount of talent on a team. New defensive coach, maybe able to do better. It's going to depend on how the offense performs. People will be expecting Mitch Trubisky to take the next step. We'll have to see. I hope not. So that leaves the Vikings, and obviously I know a lot about the Vikings, and if everyone's back to form, if Everson Griffin, Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter, arguably the best edge pairing in football, either of them could be top five in sacks for a season, both great against the run. Um, so next season, if they both get 10 sacks each, I won't be shocked. If they both get more than 10 sacks, I won't be shocked. If they're on form, they're going to be dangerous. 
And then you've got Stephen Weatherly chomping at the bit. We've got a lot of young players who've going to grow under some decent coaching. They're going to be able to help us in that respect. Then between Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin, you've got a one-man wrecking machine, Linval Joseph, who he just eats up blockers. He can wreck games and he can catch and run with the ball as he well. He can. can move looks, for a big guy. <laughs> on an oxygen machine as well, with his <laughs> oxygen mask on. But he's going to eat up blockers and then he's going to be playing alongside a guy he's used to playing with before, Shamar Stefan, returning from the Seahawks. Another decent return. You know, doesn't hurt the salary cap too much. Could have another good season. I think players like playing under Mike, uh, under under Coach Zimmer. I think that's why they do return. A lot of them come back after they've gone away. But again, that's just your defensive line. There's more depth there. I'm not going to go into detail about them because they're not proven. I honestly think there's going to be some standout players that show up and play really well. But we'll go into that further um, further on in the off season. You look at his linebacking corps. Eric Kendricks, who was a tackling machine, I honestly believe he's been looked over so often for Pro Bowls. Yep. He's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant middle linebacker. And then you've got Pro Bowl um, perennial Anthony Barr, who's absolutely brilliant. He's one of the key key parts of the defense. He can do coverage. He can pass rush. He's excellent against the run. There's a reason why he's been in the last three Pro Bowls. He's just a tremendous player. He's a key part of Zimmer's defense. And then there's the actual number one safety in the league, Harrison Smith. Smith. Just an unbelievable player. Marshals the defence. Great against the run. Great against the pass. Gets in for sacks. Gets in for interceptions. He's just a tremendous player. And like I said, you don't get called the best safety in the league when there's people like Eric Berry, Honey Badger, Earl Thomas, Eddie Jackson in the league. This guy is... He can do everything. And all the other safeties will respect his game. Because I'm pretty sure he will. And alongside him, you've got Anthony Harris, who had a brilliant season last season, his first season starting. He's, he's um, a young guy, but there's plenty of room for growth. And then you get to a secondary, um, the rest of a secondary, there's cornerback stable. Xavier Rhodes had a poor season last season, but I think he's had the right amount, the right size boot up his ass. And if he comes back this season playing anything like he played in the 2017 season, which is when he was the best corner in the league, yep. where, let's put this into perspective, that season he played against... Julio Jones played against Antonio Brown, played against Devontae Adams twice, he played against um, AJ Green, he played against all these tremendous receivers, and I don't think they totaled 150 yards between them against him. I think it was 100 100 they got between them. He shut down the best receivers in the league. He once had um, OBJ trying to attack him because of how badly he kept him out of the game he's just an unbelievable corner when he's on and hopefully this season he can return to that form then we have Mike Hughes who was playing lights out a slot corner yep, until he got injured yeah. until he got injured Awful. he had a pick six against the 49ers played absolutely terrific and if he can return to form stay healthy he's going to be a scary player for people to be throwing towards then we have Trey Waynes, a player who, when he came in as a round one pick, people expected a lot more from him than they got. I think he's improved year on year under the coaching. I think he's got. I think last season he was our best corner. I think he, his play were, spoke for itself. He did have the odd injury, but I thought he played really well. And then Mackenzie Alexander, who played in the slot after Mike Hughes went down, had a tremendous year. I thought he looked fantastic. He's going to make some money in the off season. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to be for us next year. Uh, 2020 he's going to be playing for someone and they're going to pay him big bucks and he's going to be worth every penny Halton Hill who was an undrafted free agent likes to smoke the old weed apparently 
if the laws in the NFL change, this Which guy's going to be playing. Out of there. Yeah. yeah, these these guys are going to be playing sixteen games a season, and he's going to be awesome, and he's going to be fantastic, and we're going to have the cheapest pickup because he was shutting people down last season. I thought he had a fantastic rookie season. Yep. He wasn't he expensive. Play. Player, great. Yeah. yeah, really good player. And then we've had a Chris Boyer who used to play with Holton Hill at Texas. With Mike Zimmer's coaching, it could just become unbelievable. Last season, the defense took a step back. A lot of it were for large parts of games. We were we were going three and out. Yeah. We were going three and out. We've discussed this already. We were going three and out. We did not have a run game. So even when we were playing well, we were scoring. So the defense were back on the pitch. They were getting tired. Certain things were happening. We still had the best third down percentage. Yep. Still had one of the best red zone defense uh, percentages. We were good against everything. We just weren't as great as we normally are. I think this year we're going to take a step forward, like two steps forward to get back to where we were. If we can have every player on our team playing to that potential, we're going to be an unbelievable defence. So you couple that with the Bears, who are going to be looking at their season exactly the same. The Packers have got room for improvement. The Lions played really well last season and they've added. They've not lost anything, the Lions. They've Or Glover Quinn, yeah. so maybe a safety. But they're going to coach. They're going to improve things like they have to... Patricia's shown he's not afraid to trade to get talent. They've got Snacks Harrison last season, massive improvement. So for me, defence-wise, we've got the best division in football. Hmm. And didn't uh, Glover Quinn go back to Sesame Street then they offer him more money? Uh, I think that's Grover. Oh, right. <laughs> right, OK, my defensive ranking, I'll run it down from, uh, from 8 to 1. Uh, 8, I had the NFC East. At 7, NFC South. At 6 was the NFC West. Five was the AFC East. Four was the AFC West. Three was the AFC North. Two was the NFC South. And my number one division was the AFC South. It's weird that me and Eddie both had those at the top of the tree. They're both the two best divisions in each conference. Um, all I'm going to say about it, because Eddie's touched on so much about all the players, I don't want to be echoing him again. Um, every single team from AFC South was top 12 or better in every single stat last season defensively. Um, and just to, to just to polish that, the only team that had that gave in the AFC, AFC South that gave up more than 21 points a game every game in the regular season were the Colts and they only gave up 21.5 points a game. So it's a really stingy division. <laughs> Eddie may disagree, but I think they're... For me, they're the number one ranked defensive uh, division. It's nice as we both had different teams in different positions, apart from maybe one division, was it? I, th- I think the great thing about this is we didn't discuss any of this beforehand. No. You went your way, I went my way. We both had different ways of going at it. And the top two teams for both of us was uh, the AFC, the AFC South and the NFC North. So North and South from either side. And like I say, you weren't looking at stats, you looked at last season. I went and looked at coaching players' potential, and we got it so close. I think it just shows that we neither of us know what we're talking about, or both of us know what we're talking about. There's <laughs> no probably, the, probably the former. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, have you got anything else you want to add on it? No, I, I honestly think the, the main discussion here is obviously that we've the places we've not seen eye to eye. I think it's we're, we're going to see this season. I think it's something we could look back on. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, We've got it written down our list of defensives, so we can uh, go back at the end of the season and see who was more right. Well, I recommend you write mine next year's because my one-year-old decided it'd be a good idea to 
rip out my notes from my book. So <laughs> that's what he thought. Yeah, he didn't appreciate. It. I think he he was saying, AC West second bottom. What are you playing it? And to be honest, I would have surprised you could talk. <laughs> Which proves a man to be your child. Uh, <laughs> if you can read, then you're banging trouble. Um, okay then. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you would, if you like what you heard, give us a subscribe and tell your friends. If not, this has been the Ben Roethlisberger Stand Up Comedy Experience.